Welcome to the Zach Peters podcast. I am Zach. And if you're watching the video version of this, you can tell I'm in a different location today. Uh, it's such a beautiful day. I didn't want, want to record inside, so out on my back, little, I guess they call it a patio area. It's beautiful. If you're listening on the audio podcast, you might hear a little bit of wind. You might hear some birds. You might hear other random things. I don't know. But I just want to give you a heads up that uh, filming from a different location today, my setup is slightly different. I hope that this podcast is encouraging. I hope it inspires you. I hope it helps you grow closer to God and, and grow closer in your relationship with Him. And I hope that you connect with this message or with me on some level today. Last week, we talked about things that we can learn in this very difficult time that we're going through. And it is very difficult. It's very different. And we can be afraid, and that's okay. Uh, we can be confused, and that's okay. But I would rather take that fear, take that confusion, and sort of give those to God and let God do what God can do with those things, but then let God sort of help me get better in this moment, help the church get better, help all of this stuff get better in the moment. And so that's what we're talking about. And last week we talked about what could happen at home. So rather than things happening just at a church building, just in a church service, we saw through the scripture of Acts chapter 2 that power that gifts by empowerment to do what we're called to do as Christians can be given to us even in the simplicity and the comfort of our own home if we'll simply understand that God is not limited to a time, to a place, or to, to, to a building. And a church is not about the building, but all about God and people who serve Him in grace wherever they might be. And we keep this conversation going about what we can learn by looking at the priesthood of all believers, which might not make a lot of sense if we don't know what a priest is or what type of priest we're talking about. And if maybe you're unfamiliar with the Christian uh, faith or religion, what exactly do I mean when I say believer? Hopefully I can make sense of all of that over the next couple of paragraphs and next couple of minutes. But in this season, I do believe that we can refocus on the wonderful gift that is the priesthood of all believers. Individuals may take per, must take personal responsibility for their own relationship with God. And it's not just the burden of the pastor, the burden of your parents, the burden of other people in the church to get you closer to God. That starts with you, your heart, and your mind, and the grace of God. So it starts with Him, it starts with His grace, but then... The ultimate accountability is not on someone who is, it's their job to help you spiritually. It wasn't, they weren't born to help you spiritually. They weren't gifted to help you spiritually. That's great, but it starts with you, with no one else. And that's part of what the priesthood of all believers is talking about. It starts with grace in your heart and in your mind, and you go from there. In my context, I'm a minister, but I've not always been a minister. I volunteered for a long, long time. But in my context, uh, I get paid to do what I've been called to do. Does that make sense? I get paid to be exactly who God has called me to be. And, and, and so that's a great blessing. It's also a great responsibility. It's a great burden that I accept uh, gladly and willingly. It's, it's going to be different. I might not have the exact life that other people my age and my education level might have. But I, I, I gladly accept the calling because of who God is, what He's done for me, and, and the inability for me to find happiness doing anything else. Uh, I've also done ministry without being 
paid. I've been a volunteer. I've been a regular church member. And so on both sides of the coin, I'm familiar with attitudes that we have about ministry. The first attitude that comes to mind is, is this. That's why we pay him to do that. So you're at a church, and <clears throat> the pastor needs someone to do something, but the congregation responds by saying, well, isn't that why we pay you to do that? And there's all sorts of ways that this attitude plays out in different ways. I'm sure in your own mind right now, you have your own examples popping up. The flip side of that argument comes from whenever the minister is being paid to do something, and the congregation or a congregation member, other staff, even a staff member, a volunteer, might come with an idea, and the pastor disagrees, and they say, that's why I get paid to do this. Both attitudes are negative. Both attitudes are not helpful. And in the very extreme levels, both attitudes hamper the productivity that a congregation can have for the kingdom of God in whatever community that they're in. So you have to avoid those sorts of attitudes. We pay people to do that. I get paid to do this because there is a special calling on ministers. It's a very special calling, a very unique calling, a very hard calling, which is why it took me you know, 23 years, 24 years to accept that calling because it's so frightening and scary to be called just to do ministry for your entire life, to be about teaching preaching, helping others grow, helping serve others, helping lift other people up. My entire life is about that, and of course about Tara and my my soon-to-be brand-new baby boy. But it's a different calling. It's a special calling. But just because I have a very specific calling on my life to do ministry doesn't mean that there isn't a more general calling of ministry for everyone who believes. And ultimately, that's where we're talking about in, in, in this podcast, the priesthood of all believers, is a calling to be special to do work for God, no matter if you're getting paid to do it or no matter if you feel qualified to do it. That's what we are called to do. The unique moment in time that we we are in right now is a great chance to see the church actually operate in the priesthood of all believers. I want to see it in action. We can see it in action in all kinds of new ways uh, today. And as we are at home, as we're limited by traveling and our ability to experience church in the traditional way, like we normally experience it in North America, we have a chance to grow and to get better, a chance to practice what Peter calls in, in 1 Peter, the priesthood of all believers. So let's, let's lay some groundwork here. Excuse the wind. But what is a believer? What is a priest? What's a believer? What's a priest? When I say believer, I'm referring to people also known as Christians, born-again believers. Uh, they believe that Jesus Christ was a very real person, that he was both God and human, and he came to earth through a virgin uh, as a baby, and he grew up understanding who he was. He grew up understanding that he had a purpose and a plan, and that plan was to die, but he didn't stay dead. He was resurrected from the grave. We just celebrated Good Friday and Easter. That's what that's all about. And because of his life, because of his sacrifice, because of his lessons, because of everything that he did, God coming and making himself flesh for us, we have grace available to us. We have a brand new kind of love, a brand new kind of life that will transform us and help us be completely and radically different than we could be on our own. If you are a believer, you believe in those things, you are changed by that knowledge. So when I say believer, that's what I'm referring to. A priest is someone whose life is totally focused on serving God or gods. So not just our religion, there's other priests and other religions. For Christians and for scriptures that we're, we're going to read, we're obviously talking about sort of priest 
that would be in the context of serving Yahweh, the one, the one true God, through rituals, through through prayer, through sacrifices. They 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 serve God. They were God's representatives to the world. They were Yahweh's representatives to the world. And so let's focus and remember on that just for a second. They were direct representatives of God's plan and will to the people of Israel. That's what the priests that we're talking about, That's what that was their job description. That was their purpose. They were images of who God was in very specific ways and how he told them to live. And this is the type of priest that Peter is talking about here and in other New Testament places that we are that we are going to be familiar with that that we're going to be connecting with in in this podcast. And so I want to get this for my life. I want to understand it. I want my students to understand it. I want anyone who listens to this who, who I'm connected with to understand this. To be a believer is to be a type of priest for God. We are living examples of grace, living examples of Jesus's life his and his sacrifice. We are examples of what God did, who God is for the world. If you've ever heard sort of the, the phraseology, you might be the only Jesus anyone ever sees. That's sort of what we're talking about. If you are a believer, you are living uh, as an example, as an image, as a reflection of who Jesus is and what he did for other people. First Peter chapter 2, verses 4 through 5, as you come to him, talking about Jesus, um, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious. So God was a Jesus was a living stone. He was rejected by men. Um, you yourselves, like living stones, so like Jesus was a living stone, we are living stones, and we are being built up as a spiritual house, otherwise a temple, a synagogue, a church, to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. When we recognize who Jesus is and what he did, we can experience grace, and that's a great thing. And that grace absolutely radically changes everything about us and what we do, how we think, what we say, and sometimes it happens immediately. Other times, maybe it's a process. Maybe it's a mixture of both for some people. I don't know your story with grace, but I just know that grace, Jesus' grace and His love, will absolutely change everything. And in that transformation process, we are built up, it says, into a place that contains the essence of who God is and what He wants to do. A temple, it says, a spiritual house. They call it a synagogue. They call it the temple. We call it a church building today. But to follow Jesus is to understand that we as a people are a walking place of worship, a walking place where we can be God, a walking place where spiritual things can happen. We are building or being built into a spiritual house, it says. And there are all kinds of implications for this, how we treat uh, uh, other people in our lives, how we think, how we speak, how we act, all becomes form, forms of worship to God whenever we understand that we are a living sacrifice, that we're being built into something. You don't have to be musical to worship. You just have to let what Jesus did and His grace change you into a house that's all about Him. We represent God in the world with who we are as individuals and as families, and it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with going to church every Sunday and Wednesday. That's part of the process, but being a priesthood, uh, being a priesthood of all believers means you take it home, you take it to work, you take it to the grocery store, you take it to the classroom, you take it wherever you go, a temple to God, a place of worship to God that represents Him. When we take responsibility for what our relationship with God looks like, 
We unlock a power to help others even without preaching, even without singing, even without making a podcast like I get to do. We preach when we live in a way that, that, that signifies what grace has done for us. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9-12. through 12. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Peter is not talking to a class of seminary students. He's not at a pastor's conference. He's not talking to leaders of a church. He's talking to regular people with regular lives just like ours. But the regular lives that Peter is talking to, that he's talking about, just like we saw last week. They become unregular. They become special. They become supercharged. They become empowered when their lives are given to grace and salvation. Priests are set apart. They're different. They look different. They live in the world. They deal with the same problems as the world. They even want some of the same things as the world wants, security and peace for their homes. But it's different. It's different. Priests are different different because of the grace of God. The priesthood of all believers means your lives outside church services, outside holy days, outside of your circle of Christian friends will look radically different than what the world expects. When the world panics, the church praises. When the world doesn't know what to do, the church prays and just serves others. When the world is dealing with scarcity and they're hoarding things, the church gives everything away without question. Your lives on small scales and large scales should should be completely different and radically changed from what the world expects of you in this moment and any tough moment that you might ever go through. Let's recapture the priesthood of all believers. That gives the church influence outside the two days a week that we typically give to church in North America. When we recapture the priesthood of all believers, everything changes for the church. Uh, everything becomes a mission field. Everything becomes an opportunity. Everything can become worship. And I think that this moment when we are isolated away from people who are paid to do ministry, when we're isolated from people that we rely on to help build us up spiritually, and we need that in our lives. And I hope to get back to that sometime soon. But let's in this moment recapture a grace and a salvation that transforms us into a priesthood, a temple, a house of worship in our very own souls and lives. God bless you guys. Um, look for a bonus bonus podcast this week at some point. I'm going to rebroadcast um, and record my Good Friday sermon from a few weeks ago. But I do hope that you enjoyed this. Be a priest today in your home. Uh, be a representative of who God is and what he wants to do in the world. God bless you. Love you. See you next time.